What's up, everybody? This is Judith A. Cope. You're listening to Mad Love. Welcome to the show. Welcome to your day. Let's get into it. So, you know, life has been pretty much caregiving, <laughs> working really, really hard, and running my businesses on the side. And, you know, it's just, it's been really, really, really challenging. I would say the last mm, probably five years. But certainly the last three or four years have just been like, whoa, it, like really, really challenging in ways that, uh, you know, if you know me, you already know. It's just been like, what is happening? And so, um, you know, I guess right now I'm finally feeling like the care, uh, the caregiving thing when people are always like, well, you need some self-care, which is true. And I'm finally feeling like it's unavoidable at this point. I'm just going to have to take a weekend. I don't even know where I want to go. I'm trying to figure out where to go, but I just drove by this hotel that I really love. And I'm like, I might as well, I could just stay there for a weekend and really just get some sleep. And like, <laughs> cause I'm, I'm not, you know, I would go visit people, but I, I don't want to go anywhere and I don't want to do anything. And I don't want to have to be responsible for anybody. I just want to chill and everybody can't handle that, you know? There's some people you visit and you could just tell they're like, I've planned every millisecond of, of the time you're going to be here. And it's like, that's the opposite of what I need right now. I just need to get up and, and when I feel like it, wander around, eat what I want, sleep however long I want. That's my goal. So I might have to do that. Like a staycation. I love staycations. Because I'm not really figuring out where I can go. Um, it's just not really jumping out at me. Vegas is the only place that's jumping out. But I want to. I don't want to go there and just lay in my room. You know? Mm. Anyway. So. I don't really have anything on my mind. <laughs> I'm not upset about anything. I'm not mad about anything. I'm not curious about anything you know life is good I'll be honest with you Tuesday was not a great day you know I got so frustrated because it just it just dawned on me like I can't count on anybody to help with my mom and I don't want to get into the details of it but someone who's supposed to be helping me it's really challenging to deal with. And it made me realize, like, this is the exact opposite of the position I've always wanted to be in or that I ever saw myself in. I never saw myself having to depend on someone else to come through for me financially. That was something I was completely opposed to starting at age 15 when I watched my parents divorce or at least start the process of divorce. And I remember my mom was talking so much about the money part of it. Now, of course, I'm an adult now, so I can look back and be like, oh, X, Y, and Z. But I wasn't super deep at 14 or 15. So when she was worrying about the money and was like, are you are you considering staying in this unhappy marriage because of the finances? You know, like I was like, oh, I'll never be in that position. And in many ways, I've not put myself in that position, but... I got to do better. This is just not where I saw myself. And to be honest, I never saw myself being a carrier either. Mm -mm. 
it's super hard. <laughs> I don't know if you've gotten that. <laughs> but and this is not a this is not a fun disease. Not any no disease is fun. I get it, but they're forgetting you and they're forgetting more and more every day. At least with certain uh, illnesses, they can talk to you and they're themselves the whole time till the end. This isn't that. They forget you and I mean, it can be really devastating. This is my second time going through this. So, you know, I hate to say I'm an old vet, but yeah, she forgets me all the time and I'm taking care of her every day. So, yeah, it's weird. When relatives call and they're like, but I know she remembers me. Oh, okay. She's forgotten everybody in the world except for you. Okay. It's hard. It's all hard. And I don't understand what people are. um, I don't know. I know people are full of shit. That's one part of the problem. But I also think people are just not that deep. You know? Or people are not out here doing the spiritual work everybody's just sort of in their own little bubble doing their own little thing and occasionally they find something they all agree on you know which would explain Trump but it's only because he echoes something that they've been wanting to do or say he's just rude and ignorant enough to say it and I hope he doesn't come back it doesn't sound to me like he's gonna be the it candidate to beat. It sounds to me like Republicans are sick of him. And eventually, slow-moving-ass Garrick, uh, what's his name? Merrick Garland will finally get this dude behind bars. He needs to be in jail. Not just jail, he needs to be in prison. You know he's done something illegal. You know what I mean? You can just tell. Some people are just they're criminal-minded. Trump is criminal-minded. This has nothing to do with politics. I am definitely a centrist. I am neither a Republican or a Democrat. I'm just a person who can look objectively at things and be like, what the hell is going on? Well, so there's definitely something going on there that's weird and illegal. He got illegal tendencies. So he needs to, I just wish they would lock him up. And Joe Biden is old. He's that grandpa that lets you get high in his basement. But he's also the grandpa that'll cuss somebody out. (laughs) I still think he's way too old to, to run again and be effective. But stranger things have happened. So, I don't think the um, Democratic Party has enough organization and power to to remove Joe. I mean, he's old as the devil. And he is just like, I'm waiting my whole career for this. I remember when Joe Biden ran in the 80s. So, he's like, motherfucker, please. <laughs> That's Joe Biden to me. I'm old as shit. Leave me alone. (laughs) But we'll see how this goes. I've noticed that people are starting to realize 
that uh, the coronavirus really did come from a lab in China. I think I reported that on here two months ago. Where a very um, credible news source had stated that. And I read the article and it sounded totally believable. Because China wants to lead the world in, in research. They rushed together and built these labs that can't, can't couldn't contain the viruses. And they were making all these mistakes. And people started getting sick and carrying this shit home with them. It actually happened. And it's politics that's keeping that from being told. I think finally the New York Times or somebody like that finally wrote an article. And now mainstream media, nobody wants to talk about it. That Trump was right. But a broke clock is right twice a day. You know, there's something wrong with him. That doesn't make him suddenly a good person and a great president. You should be able to tell the truth that these Chinese people are so, the Chinese government is so competitive that they make mistakes. And they've killed millions of people because they're trying to be the world leader in research for, you know, diseases. Like, they're trying to be our CDC. You know, it's worth noting. And I've also come to the realization that the vaccine wasn't really a vaccine. Because a vaccine is supposed to keep you from getting something. So then the rhetoric changed to, oh, you won't die if you have the vaccine and get COVID. Basically, the COVID, uh, the vaccine, the original one, was ineffective. And the stuff I've heard, and these are from credible places. It's weird the mainstream media does not want to talk about it. But... It wasn't preserved right in the first place, so most of us weren't in harm's way from getting a crazy quick vaccine because it was ineffective by the time it went into our arms because people didn't know how to store it properly. I mean, I'm telling you, that should make everybody really scared about (laughs) the future (laughs) because if something comes up that we don't understand, we will allow our politics to dictate logic. You know, and apparently people are f- really furious with Fauci now because even he won't acknowledge the truth. And it's like, you know, people were afraid. And I'll be honest, it was nice to have a reset. I was tired of working every day like that. I was exhausted. I literally used to take a nap every day at work, you know. And I didn't have to do that. And I didn't have to fall asleep at 630 because I wasn't that exhausted. It was awesome. So, I mean, I don't don't really want to go through another pandemic situation, but we need to be prepared because there probably will be other leaks and other diseases because things happen to show us what we're not prepared for. And what we're not prepared for is a mass medical event. And I'm telling you, the people who are left in the medical field who are working, you have maybe 5% who are good people who heed the call, who want to help folks, and then the rest are there because they have student loans or something. They couldn't care less. I am struggling to find good medical 
doctors and nurses. You know, it's like, man, everybody that's good is leaving their practice, and I see why. Because if you're good, you're going to get burned out. Because everybody's going to want to go to you because you're good. You have good bedside manner. You're interested in their patients. I've even had doctors that have left their practices, and they were good. I mean, it's sad. So we're going we're gonna to be in for it. I hope more people go to med school, but I go hope they go with the calling that they want to serve. The problem with America right now is nobody has a servant's heart. Everybody wants to be, you know, like a boss. Or, you know, I don't care about the actual work. I just want a big paycheck and some, you know, notoriety. It's sad. I would blame the Kardashians, but there's just a part of people who... There's a part of humanity... It just really gets off on attention, money, power, you know, fame. Even the tiniest amounts of power. It doesn't matter. I watched a Harvey Weinstein documentary. And this dude, it was on Frontline. And that episode, I think, is on YouTube. And this guy was just like, he's just such a sexual predator. It's really strange. He just, you could make him cry. Like he'd be in the middle of trying to rape you. And then he'd just start crying after, if you would say the right phrase, like, you know, stop it, you're a terrible person or something like that. He might stop and start crying. You just think I'm fat. You just think I'm ugly. So you out here raping people because you got low self-esteem? You are fat and you are ugly. But fat and ugly men who are rich will get a woman. You had a wife. You couldn't have been that fat and ugly. Listen, that dude ruled the film business for decades. And everybody had heard stories about how horrible he was. I heard stories way back in the 90s, like he was just scream at you and yell at you. Sexual violence was not far from what I had heard about him. You know, like, don't, you know, he's going to yell and scream at you. And who didn't want to work with Miramax? Like, who didn't want to make great movies? He just proved that you can be more than one thing. You can be a a filmmaking genius. Like, he, he produced the hell out of some great cinema. But he was also a super predator. R. Kelly, thank you, Bill Cosby. And yes, I know Bill Cosby was not convicted, but he should have been. There was more than enough evidence that he was a super predator as well. I mean, we are living in very interesting times. In a real way, I was thinking this the other day. In a real way, you got to realize that the game, if you're not playing the Game of Thrones, that doesn't mean the Game of Thrones isn't playing you. Meaning, it's medieval out here. And I want to give Kris Jenner credit. I'm not a fan. I don't, I've never watched their shows. I don't really, I can't really tell them all apart. I don't know that much about them. But Kris Jenner or whatever her name is, 
she understands that times are still medieval. And she sold her daughter's vaginas. (laughs) But she did it because she understood how to survive in medieval times. You got to give people what they want and what they're willing to pay for. And and Kim seemed to be cool with it. And I don't know what their deal is, but I do want to give her credit for... Chris Jenner gets credit for understanding that you got to play the Game of Thrones. And you got to play with the coin of the realm. And the coin of the realm is sex. I mean, I don't know if I could sell my daughter's vagina, but, you know, she had her reasons and they've built this weird, crazy empire that people, a lot of people really respect and admire and want to emulate. So, I mean, I think kudos to her for understanding we're in medieval times. So, on that note, (laughs) but it's good advice. The Game of Thrones is playing you whether you're playing or not. It's going on whether you're conscious of it or not. So I'm not saying go around being a jerk and mean and awful and horrible to people, but just know that people are are capable of putting on a good facade, but we are doing some primitive, medieval, base-level shit to each other out here. And... Just don't be surprised, you know. Just know that, oh, we're in the game. Oh, we're doing Game of Thrones. Cool. And be ready. Just be ready to flip on a dime. You know, if it requires intellect, then go all in. Be Tyrion. If it requires physical strength, then be Jon Snow. But whatever it is... uh, be Sansa. Figure out how to uh, just go scorched earth with whatever the situation is. And that's how you win the Game of Thrones. Unless you have terrible writers who come in and fuck it all up at the end. Alright everybody. Be your best. Have an amazing day. I'm still mad. Alright. Take care.